Well, Nevin, here we are again. Another Friday, another happy hour. You got your uh, what was it you were telling me? Your uh, your your pop soda, caffeine drinks. You, you oh my god! So the office out here has these brilliant little uh, sodas, and these things are deadly because they're like sixteen ounces, equivalent to a cup of cold brew. They're called jerk pops, and they're like <laughs> Italian sodas with like. 300 milligrams of caffeine in them Oof. and i am like fully addicted that'll really get you going 300 milligrams my goodness it's um well brutal. you know everyone has their vices right you know what it's friday let's lead into the weekend uh let's grab your your beverage of choice maybe hey maybe it's a 300 milligrams of caffeine maybe it's something a little more mellow who knows but nevin what, we were talking about kind of what we were going to do this week and one thing that's been on our mind quite a bit as a ad agency in the e-commerce space is with all the automation and all of the your pmaxes of the world and your automated uh ad serving uh technology that we have it's becoming more i think uh as a, as, as, a, as a guy who works in marketing and e-commerce i think it's becoming more uh on us to kind of explain why advertising agencies are still uh are still relevant in an age where Look, let's just say it like it is. Google is trying to make it so easy to advertise on Google that like anyone can just go in there and throw money at them and, and do it, right? That's what Pmax essentially allows you to do. And it can be that simple. Um, and, you know, you have automation services through Amazon. And, and, and now with AI, we're probably going to get lots and lots more different variations of automated ad serving, automated campaign setups. Uh, you're going to lose a lot of that those levers, I think, and we've already been seeing this happen, right? Like we've taught, literally talked about it on this podcast before. They, we're get, like, you just don't have as many knobs to turn and levers to pull as you used to because they're taking all, uh, you know, Google and, and Amazon and, and all the big, the big ad servers are saying, trust us, we got it. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll show your ads to the right people. And, and not, and even more than that is that it really feels like a lot of times these ad platforms are trying to take the place of the agencies. Um, whereas you have account reps that are built directly in. Yeah. Like a Google customer support rep is going to, you know, walk through a lot of the very, very similar things to how I guess older school agencies would approach Google. Like, Hey, here's your campaign mix. Here's the budget. Um, and I think that those like that definitely has a place, you know, for very, very small businesses who are just getting off the ground and want to start advertising. Certain metrics and performance, like performance goals are going to, they're going to be very, very different for a, um, for a small company that's just starting out compared to, you know, a company that's trying to scale up to 50 million or scale up to a hundred million. And there's a lot of things that I feel that you lose when you kind of try and go it alone without an, without an agency there's a first big one would be consistency the second one is transparency and the third one is just overall expertise and i guess that last one kind of ties into the first one because mm -hmm. you know expertise on it can be a bit of a crapshoot um you can yeah. get the seasoned googler who's been at it for you know 10 years you know one of like you know one of their top guys or you can get some kid straight out of college and there's not really a ton of choice that you get in the matter you know i uh so true. you know i i love some of the google reps that i've worked with in the past some of them have put me to shame 
um, some of the Amazon reps as well will come in, you know, but you'll either get someone who's bringing like an entire binder full of like competitor metrics and, yeah, you know, data recommendation stuff to which I will absolutely listen to is like, hey, listen, if you know something that I don't, because yeah, a lot of times they do have access to some data that we don't even have. Right. Give it to me, and then I, we'll we'll synthesize that, and we'll work together. What were those three, Nevin? Uh, experience, uh, consistency, transparency, and experience are the three big things yeah. that you get with an agency. Well, I think consistency. If we're just digging in, just for a second, like the, the consistency part, I think is a big thing. Like people, like it's just a word, right? But what we really mean by that is like, look, you're running an e-commerce business. You've got to worry about the products you're selling, how much you're paying for them, how you're shipping them, uh, how you're warehousing them and all of the people you're paying to do all of those things if you're running an e-commerce business. Now, you may have internal marketers, maybe, uh, who are spending more time paying attention to this stuff. But if you were a smallish e-commerce brand or, or kind of ramping up to become a mid-size, right? Or if you're mid-size ramping up to become larger, what, what agencies really afford you is someone who really lives and breathes whatever ad platform you're, you're playing in, uh, looking at your data and your campaigns all the time, something that you're not going to have the bandwidth to do, right? Like somebody is got, like, I think that's a big kind of when you boil it down, I think there are lots of little, little things. I'm glad you did like a list there because when you really boil it down to like the, the things that save you time, yes, you can set, you can have somebody set up Pmax campaigns and automated bidding and in the Amazon, you know, through Amazon, you can have all of this stuff running but it's never going to kind of improve itself. It's it's essentially going to sit there and do its thing over and over and over again. Uh, and, you know, you may have even alerts set up to, to tell you when it's when it's failing, but it doesn't, those alerts don't tell you what to do. They just say it's, hey, your ROAS is going down. Like, what do you do about that? The consistency is someone looking at that, anticipating it, and doing something to avoid it before it happens. Yeah, absolutely. When you're dealing with, like, for example, a campaign that is malfunctioning, you can try going through a, a Google rep. You can try going through, you know, an Amazon rep. There's a chance you'll figure something out. There's a chance that you'll get a good rep. Mo like a good chunk of the time, you're going to get someone who's going to kind of leave you on your own or you're going to have to wait while you watch your campaign dwindle. Um, I think the big one of the big things that I think you, you touched on it briefly, though, is that it is really important is that when you're working with a performance agency compared to like, every time you get your Google rep, your Google rep is going to be focused on your Google campaigns. Your Amazon rep is going to be focused on your Amazon campaigns. You know, your Facebook rep, you know, mm -hmm. all of them are going to be very, very siloed. And I think one of the biggest things and the consistency of experience is that you are you have one team that is looking at your entire campaign stack your entire you know campaign flow and is able to look at it um look at it holistically so understanding that facebook really works great as a demand gen or a good demand gen awareness generation platform knowing that a branded search campaign is going to focus really on you know more lower funnel converting remarketing campaigns are kind of the bottom knowing the breakdown of how your campaigns are built and looking at it as an entire marketing ecosystem rather than looking at specific channel uh just mm -hmm. channel attributes and channel metrics you know we were kind of talking about that earlier with you know with the roas trap where if you're focusing specifically on campaign metrics you're losing sight of the bigger picture 
And that's something that I really believe the sun has not yet set on agencies for that exact reason, because you need a team to look at your entire marketing ecosystem, your entire marketing stack and piece together where you have your success and where you don't. Right. Well, we use Roe as an, as an example, because everyone uses Roe. like every, you know, it's just a touch point that we can focus on, but focusing on, let's say you're running and you should be, if you're an e-commerce brand, you're running uh, ads through Google, you're running, running them through Bing, you're running them through, uh, you know, Amazon, uh, you're doing social media potentially ask it, like looking at your ROAS from one campaign and Amazon, which it wouldn't be ROAS, it would be ACOS, but looking at your ROAS in one Google PMAX campaign and using that as some kind of indicator for the health of your business would be like looking at the U.S. economy as a whole and looking at only online sales, e-commerce, and seeing that they're going up, right? Uh, and then and then using that as evidence that the, that the economy is healthy. Well, we saw the pandemic happen and know for a fact that that's that would have been a false uh, read of the situation. Everybody started buying things online like crazy when they couldn't go outside, right? But the rest of the economy suffered for lots and lots of other reasons, right? You have to have someone in your corner who understands how all of these pieces are supposed to be working together because your Facebook ad rep or whatever is going to be focused on making your Facebook ads campaigns hit KPIs that you set with them. That objective may actually run counter to like, your ROAS goal for Amazon, right? Like, but, but if you can't measure them together and if you don't have that one agency partner or internal person looking at all of it together and, to, and knows what they're looking at, it's difficult to diagnose those things. You know, that's what we have a whole process at Finch that we call diagnostics where that's essentially what we do. We look at all of it all together. We get your data in a point where we can see it all at one in one place. And I think that's, that's something that's going to be really difficult like that situation is something that's gonna be really difficult for any one platform to wrap their heads around because they're not in business google's not in business to make money for meta you know what i mean they're in, they're in business to make money for google so the, at the end of the day that's how that's the, that ecosystem is just kind of always going to be there and it's i think that's the fit where where an e-commerce agency or in, in any industry really but that's doing online advertising is gonna where agencies are gonna fit in yeah, and, and that's honestly what you should be measuring an agency on. So if you're going into business with an ad agency or you're looking for an ad agency, you should that is what you should be measuring on is how are you going to take all of these disparate channels, all of these disparate sources of revenue, and how are you going to turn this into a larger ecosystem and how is it going to work? And that, you know, I think one of the words that gets thrown around the most in the marketing world is strategy. But it always feels like one of those meetings where everybody has a different, everyone has a different definition of it. And for me, when I think of a strategy is that you have all of these different channels, all of these different systems built into your marketing ecosystem. How are you then going to take that? And how are you going to turn that into a, how are you going to make the entire ecosystem work? Because it could be that Facebook has an awful ROAS, but you don't want it to, like, at the same time, you're using your Facebook mainly for uh, awareness generation, right? That is going right. to be, you're using it for top of the funnel. You might not be, you might be using it for like retargeting or something like that, but. Or, or to build retargeting audiences, you know, there, there are lots of, and that's why we say setting KPIs, right? It's difficult to, and, and this is another thing that that's a whole different kind of topic. We'll probably do another chat on it, but uh, communicating this stuff up the chain to people who want to see 
that you're not wasting money. It's gonna if you're measuring, for example, a social media campaign for ROAS, it's gonna look like it's gonna look bad. You're gonna like like at the end of the day, you're it's probably unless you sell a, a product that that is really popular specific on a, on a single specific social media site or something. In general, you're you're gonna you're gonna measure for uh, the audience penetration, the reach and how and the effect efficacy of your remarketing to those audiences that you're building that those should be that's how you should judge and and honestly that's going to change based on you know individual stores individual brands where the you know where the people that they sell to hang out online all of this other stuff but you need to set those parameters and say yeah it looks like we're losing money on on meta ads but if you look at it at the at the at the wider picture, it's creating these remarketing audiences, and our remarketing campaign is crushing it and bringing in net new uh, net new um, uh, customers for us. Right, that's how that story needs to be told. But if you if you're just reporting Facebook campaign numbers to you know the CFO and he's like you're losing money, all like they're going to say cut the Facebook ads off because you're losing money. When in reality, if you do that, your remarketing is going to suffer, your net new is going to suffer, and therefore, uh, therefore your LTV is going to suffer, right? Because you're they're not coming back. Your your clients, your customers aren't coming back to purchase more, and it's taking longer for that first purchase to become profitable. The idea here, for, for, at least for me, is uh, as someone who has worked in startups for a long time. Like that's a lot to think about on your own all the time when you have a million other things to worry about that that's pertaining to, to running your company. So that's where like you really need someone who isn't just like you said, Nevin, isn't just going to throw like a 22 year old straight out of college person at you who is literally just <laughs> just learning the ecosystem, but somebody who you know is, is going to be supported. And if they do throw that at you, they're going to have a, a support team of really really smart, experienced people behind them that know what they're doing. Yeah. And having been that 22 year old straight out of college, it's terrifying when you're working with a big brand, because <laughs> honestly, it's you learn a lot by making mistakes. And that's, I think, kind of ties into that last point of experience is that you do need people who know the ecosystem and who know how to execute. That kind of experience comes with making a lot of mistakes. It comes with learning from a lot of mistakes. But when you're looking at an agency of someone who's managing your brand, yeah, you should be looking at people. You know, these are people who are going to be a lot more seasoned. Right. Um, and again, you might get that with a Google rep. You might not. You know, I've seen some Google reps that would put me to shame, but I've also seen some Google reps who I'm like scratching my head like, what are we what are we doing here? <laughs> um, so it really comes down to, you know, if you're looking at an agency and you're looking to scale your brand, you know, you do need a people who have a wide range of talent. And that's honestly what agencies live and breathe by is the talent that they keep, the talent that they maintain and the talent that they retain. And that often comes at a cost. But I think the one point that we haven't actually covered yet is the transparency part, but that's a little bit of a, of a tangent. I will jump in. I will jump in on this, on the transparency thing. The biggest pain point I've ever had working with, with ad agencies, because I've, you know, uh, I've managed ad agencies, uh, you know, third party agencies for companies that I've worked for where they're doing, you know, they're running our social media ads. This company is running social media. This other one's running, you know, Google ads or, or whatever. And yeah, there's that issue of disconnectedness between those agencies unless you force them to meet, meet with each other. But even if you do that, that's not guaranteeing they're actually going to coordinate <laughs> and, and do anything. The, the issue that with transparency is when you engage with an agency, you need to be really upfront about what it is they're going to report on, what they're going to show you every week uh, whenever you meet to, to go over what happened, you know, for your status meetings. Because 
I've worked with lots of agencies where uh, that I ended up just can't like canceling the weekly meetings because it's the same stuff over and over and over again. And it, and I don't need you to. I don't need. I don't need thirty minute a thirty minute meeting on every Tuesday for you to give me the same regurgitated uh, bullet point a slide deck about about performance whenever I can just log into the platform and see that stuff myself. The transparency that I, I, that I look for anyway, and I think that we advocate for, is you can access any and all campaign metrics and data that you that you agree on with your agency at any time, any way you want, right? So like you know you want you want to jump in and uh, you want to jump in and look at the specific ROAS for a campaign uh, that's on a specific set of uh, products that you're running uh, because you foresee, you know, the price of that product going up in the next three months and you want to see if it's still worth it to run those ads. Like you can do that and you should be able to do that. And not only but when you ask you that that should be provided and then analysis of of that question for you should also come along with it. And if you're not getting that kind of stuff, you're not getting the transparency that you need into why decisions are being made about where you're spending your money online. Yeah. And I think that's really the hallmark of a good agency. A good agency is going to encourage you check our work because I have confidence in it. You know, there's, I've, I've worked at all kinds of different agencies. You know, that's one of the things I like about Finch is that, you know, working at Finch is that, yeah, you get to kind of be up in people's face and say, check my work. If you think that there's like, you know, if something is going on here, you can actually see our overall, you know, yeah. our campaign metrics. Here's how they're improving. Here's what we've done. You know, being able to have that open and transparent conversation is able to say like, yeah, this is exactly what we did. And it either didn't work, in which case, here's how we're going to improve and iterate on it to make it work. Or, yeah. hey, this worked. Let's double That's down on this and let's, you know, move this forward. That's that st oh, that's that good stuff, Nevin. That, that's what it I'm is. talking about. See, that's it, what you it, need. It like, feels like I've been in agencies in the past where you end up like billing a client 40 hours for us to make a slideshow of how good a job we did. And that drove me up the wall. Not only is it crazy, maddening, it's it's counterproductive. Like that two hours I spent building this slide deck and the one hour I spent presenting it to you, I could have been building a new profitable campaign for you or coming up with the next pivot for the next ad group that we want to do whatever but at the end of the day you want your ad agency challenging you and not just saying oh yeah you want oh you want that great we'll go do it and then turn around to go do it you want your ad agency to say oh you want to you want to you want a six row ads on the campaign tell me tell me more about that why like what what are you actually trying to achieve because i guarantee you what you're actually trying to achieve is not a high row as it's more profit I, I promise you that's really what you're trying to achieve and we and, and and you want you know you want that give and take you want to to be to have that relationship and I'm glad you brought it up cuz huge a huge part of this is most agencies at least the ones I've dealt with when they fail when they don't hit a KPI or a, you know they don't hit a a goal uh they will find other data to show uh yeah but right like we didn't hit this but look at this other cool indicator metric that shows that we're on the right path i don't i don't want that what i want is look at hey we failed we failed by this much we think this is why and here's the next thing i'm gonna do to prove whether my hypothesis of how it failed is right or wrong and based on that we'll then pivot again and we'll continually improve until we get either either say hey this can't be you know we've tried everything that we want to try we put enough more we've put the amount of money into this 
that we think is reasonable and we're done throwing money at it or hey we've gotten it to a profitable range uh, an optimal range of this much ad spend and add an omni-channel mix let's go forward but if your agency is constantly pivoting on you based on your feedback that might feel good but i don't think you know i don't think that necessarily always is good because that means they're this rep is essentially just trying to keep you as a client regardless of whether they can make you money or not yeah and i'm gonna make i'm gonna make a bit of a spicy take um, I spice it up i genuinely think powerpoint reporting should have died when dashboards became openly accessible when something like looker studio or microsoft bi or yeah. tableau became accessible that should have been where it stopped and like stopped and started yeah you can go in and maybe put like notes of what to look out for in that in that dashboard but the moment that you were able to get live yeah. metrics as a bi layer if you don't have a bi layer in your agency and you're just reporting on like powerpoint it's yeah you are setting yourself up to do your clients a disservice. i literally had this is a true story i literally had one time an agency i was working with who did have a decent reporting layer right but they would not share it with me and would let me get in there and every time we met it was literally screen grabs from the reporting layer that they wouldn't let that like from the from the, the the bi that they wouldn't let me access and i was i was like hey man if if we're just gonna meet and you're gonna show me screen grabs from the tool that you use every week like let's just not do that unless you're gonna bring me into the tool so i can ask questions while you're pulling data up right i'm with you man i i kind of roll my eyes a little bit every time i get an email of somebody who uh is like especially when we're talking about reporting on metrics obviously decks still have their place and i use i mean i'm yeah, I mean, I've, yeah. I've used decks for pitches and stuff like that and like audits and stuff, but at the same time, sure. it's not something I would ever use for. I always thought like whenever I had, uh, you know, reps, I would sit on a meeting with a rep and they're presenting results to me. Part of partially what I was thinking was how long did you work to, to, to create this deck and what, what could you have been doing <laughs> instead? That's a tangent. If you still love, hey, look, no, no, no serious shade to people who love them a slide deck. I mean, some slide deck, some people actually are absolute wizards with these things and make the coolest things that you can imagine. But I wanted to, sh I wanted to pivot over to, uh, I did a thing right before we started this, Nevin. I, uh, I asked, I asked Bard the question, <laughs> why are ad agencies still important, still important to e-commerce? And here's what, what Bard, Bard tell you. Here's what Bard says. Bullet point. Number one, they have the expertise and experience to help you reach your target audience. That's pretty good. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's along the lines. That's along the lines of what we've been talking about. Point number two, they can help you save time and money. Okay, they're pretty two good. for two. They're two for two. That's pretty solid. Uh, they can help you stay up to date on the latest trends. There you go. Another good one. Uh, they can provide you with creative and innovative solutions. Yeah. I mean, hey. The, the, hey, listen. Know, Bard hits at surface level. I was reading. Oh, my yeah. God. I was reading something on AI where it was like, AI had gone from 98% like accuracy in its reporting to like two. I think it was measuring chat GPT, not Bard. Just yeah, because so. we've been I like saw creating it report, so yeah. much. It is, like, and that's why, listen, I'm feeling very, very safe in my job that chat GPT is not All coming right. for me at least anytime soon. But yeah. I, I mean, think it's right. Like you're looking at the, yeah, you're able to get more creative and innovative solutions to problems because people have just been doing it for a while and either through making mistakes and learning from it or just doing the damn research they're yeah. able to have more like faster and easier ways 
you know, to, to find data. Yeah. Um, and to be able to execute on things. So and Bard goes on to list out four additional things. We'll, I'll leave you on, I will leave you on this, on this Friday and then we can all head happily into the weekend because this is crazy. I didn't plan this, Nevin. I just, I asked this question before we started and we did what we did, right? You brought up what you brought up. Mm -hmm. People aren't going to believe us, but uh, Bard says in its extended version of this answer, here are some other bullet points for uh, uh, working uh, advantages of working with an agency in e-commerce. Access to premium products and technologies, spot on. Expertise in multi-channel marketing, absolutely spot on. A focus on data and analytics, another spot on, and a team of experienced professionals. I mean, that's basically what we just talked about, Nevin. That is, I guess. Bard really does listen in on Google Meet meetings. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it's, it's not rocket science. And this is probably ground that's been tread before. But it, it really does bear repeating because it does start It does start to feel like uh, there's a large... I feel like there's a bit of a groundswell out there is that agencies are going the way of the dinosaur. I need to, you know, either learn how to do it all myself or, you know, just trust the process and go with what Google says. And you don't. Like agencies are going to probably be around until I'm long gone. They're going to, like, it is always going to be important to have a second opinion. And that is at the end of the day, what an agency provides. It provides a second opinion that you can use to formulate and, and an expert, expert yeah, and, it, is, and an expert opinion. Right. So like, uh, no, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like I, the issue is here. Uh, these things are always going to be super complicated. And as long as agencies can still show Hey, I can outperform an average PMAX campaign, you know, like <laughs> then there's always going to be a reason to hire them, right? Because you can't get what we sell without, uh, you know, without buying our products. So, uh, Nevin, I'm going to let you slide on into the weekend, man, but it's been, it's been really good. This is all, uh, I think we're going to do a follow up to this one potentially. I think so. I'd love to see. So, uh, our, our new CRO, uh, Michael Hollenbeck was actually the one who originally brought this topic up and I would love to pull him in. We should get him in on the pod next episode and see if we can talk. Yeah. About let's it. see what, let's see what old Michael thinks. All right, man. I'll let you go till next time, Nevin. Appreciate Have it. Have a great weekend. All Bye right. everyone.